Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hiya, folks. You're listening to Two Men and the Mouse, episode 195 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on April the 28th, 2020. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kev. Hey, buddy. Keep it safe. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, why not? Uh, folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day, and we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kevin. Together again, quickly this time. I mean, we are, we're, now that I'm feeling better, we are churning out episodes quicker, and, I, and you know, hopefully we can even do another one this week. Uh, later that sounds week. perfect. Yeah, like so. I'm really, we're really happy to be back with you guys, bringing you guys more content in this time where you know no one's got anything better to do. And um, we wanted to, as always, we're going to start off with the news, brought to you as always by our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. Uh, so before we uh, hop into the news, actually, there was one other thing that I wanted to point out. Uh, we made a, an omission on last week's show. We were talking about the top 10 pre-shows and top five worst. So um, we forgot to check in with our friends around the world. What? Terrible of us. I know. That's not cool. So on the on our Disney discussion group, we love to ask you guys your opinions and then read them on the air. So um, over on uh, Two Men in the Mouse, Walt Disney World discussions at Facebook.com slash group slash Two Men in the Mouse. We asked you for this week's show, what are your favorite and least favorite pre-shows in Walt Disney World? Okay. Jen Irwin says her least favorite is Flight of Passage. Uh, Zach Adams, great friend of the show, says his favorite is Muppet Vision 3D and his least favorite is Flight of Passage. Tim Rogers says nothing beats the Muppets pre-show. I told you that people were putting this as their number one. I can't believe that. I mean, I, I believe it. It's a you know, fantastic pre-show. Um, Andrew Ketman says his favorite is Soren and his least favorite is Mission Space without Gary Sinise. Natalie Nicole Wells says her favorite is Tower of Terror. Now, Natalie Wells has an amazing uh, Facebook page that everyone should follow. It's called Everyday Disney Girl. And it's like her her kids um, going through Disney. It's um, it's unbelievable. They're, they're, her kids have the best character interactions. They're just they just seem like the best kids. And they, they were just recently in this like TikTok kind of video. You know, like these videos lately. I don't even know if you've seen them, but like where it's like somebody has some like they have like a phone and then they like pass the phone off screen and then it cuts to somebody else mm-hmm. who's catching the phone. They did one with um, kids wearing cast member costumes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's like and they have a, a name, a cast member name tag and they're passing it from one to the other. Her kids, uh, Wendy and Andy, were actually in it. I posted it up on the discussion group. Everyone should check it out. If you need like a if you need a smile. This is the video to make you smile because it's so cute and so adorable and wonderful. And I said that, like, this is great. It's like we're getting to meet the cast members of tomorrow because at least at least one of them is going to probably end up working for Disney in that video. So that's awesome. Um, And they all have like authentic cast member costumes, which I love. And, you know, we I love cast member costumes. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like on Etsy now where like a lot of people have cast member costume like for kids stores. Which is really cool. 
Hmm, that's pretty cool. I feel like some that's something you would have done with your kids when they were younger. I might do it now. Yeah, I could see it. Except Ethan's too tall. They'll probably kick him out of the park for. Uh, yeah, probably. But I mean, you could probably throw Abby in like a fairy godmother in training, bibbity bobbity costume. Um, I'm thinking Star Tours. Probably. Yeah. Uh, Michael Michael Bobichael. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Michael Bobichael says favorite ride. Favorite is Ride of the Rise of the Resistance. Does that count? It absolutely counts. And he says least favorite is Dinosaur. I mean, I kind of love it, but I'm sick of it. Oh, okay, so I mean, that's seeing it too many times. Yeah. Uh, Richard Becker says his favorite is Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, and his least favorite is Flight of Passage because it is too long. Jose Cavo says his favorite is Haunted Mansion, and least favorite is Flight of Passage. Uh, Stephen Chinichi, I think that's how you say it. I'm sorry if I just butchered that. He says his favorite is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, and his least favorite is Test Track. He hates that you have to build a car. Uh, And he said if that doesn't count, then Rock and Roller Coaster. Hmm, Jason okay. Frink says favorites include the obvious Haunted Mansion and the Tower of Terror, but I'm going to throw a dark horse in there. Enchanted Tiki Room. I know it's mostly nostalgia, but I love it. My wife will probably kill me on my least favorite, but it is probably the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. Even, a- even after having seen the show many times, I still really enjoy the show. But knowing the tricks in the pre-show, the paint, the pitch shifted voice, it just goes on a little too long for me. My wife has a soft spot for it since she was uh, selected once. And then his wife commented back and said, be careful. His wife, Kathleen, said, be careful, husband. I have a soft spot because I was selected once and because it's a great pre-show and because Indiana Jones is my favorite. So we got to watch a little domestic dispute there. There you go. Yeah, it was a little uncomfortable for everybody. But, uh, Speaking of Indiana Jones, I showed my son Raiders of the Lost Ark last night for the first time. Oh, my goodness. Okay, all stop. What happened? He, he loved it. Oh, thank goodness. Now, unfortunately, now I have to show him Temple of Doom. Yeah. Which is okay. And when I was a kid, I loved Temple of Doom. But, I mean, like, but you're going to stop before Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, right? Yeah. I. So we're doing this, like, him and, you know, my wife, we're watching them. Um, we've also watched Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz this week, which you both loved. Oh, Shaun uh, of the Dead and Hot Fuzz are great. I'm just trying to make sure he gets in all the movies that he should see. I really, you know, don't yeah. have too much time to, like, sit down and watch movies with him. But now we do have time, so it's wonderful. Right. Uh, yeah, I thought about that. Do I do Crystal Skull? I don't hate Crystal Skull like like everyone else does. It's really? not good, but how I don't do hate not, it. How do you not hate it when Shia LaBeouf is swinging from vines with helpful monkeys? I know, but if you want to nitpick all these movies, you can nitpick a lot of a lot of these movies. Listen, it's not good. I'm not defending it. And no, again, Indy does nothing at the end, but he does nothing at the end of any of them. No. Um, but I'm just it is funny because we love the indie ride in, in California and like he was blown away that so much of what he saw in this one movie is in the queue and in the ride. And, well, and did he make he, the great movie? Uh, did he make the great movie ride connection, too? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We we looked at all the, you know, the statues in the Well of Souls yeah. and all that. Stuff. It was really cool. Uh, such a good you know, my co-host Dave Swan on the Geek Watchtower today, we were we were recording earlier today and we were talking about um, like nostalgia and how like. He's like, well, you know, everybody who saw Star Wars as a kid, the original trilogy, thinks that they're the greatest, most perfect movies in the world. And then everybody who saw the prequels as a kid it now thinks they're the greatest, most perfect movies in the world. And he was trying to make the point that, like, kids today will probably really enjoy the sequel uh, trilogy. And I made the point, like, you know, I, there's a point to that because I didn't see Goonies until, like, three years ago. And I thought it was garbage. Because I've I, still never seen Goonies. You don't. You'll hate it. And I was I was of that time. But, but then, then he said, he's like, yeah, it's the same for me with the Indiana Jones movies. And I said, wait, what? He's like, yeah, I never saw them as a kid. I saw them when I was like 30. So like, I didn't like them. And I'm like, 
that's like no yeah no like they're good movies they are good movies but then again i'm wondering if i only think that because i saw them as a kid i don't think so i mean ethan really liked it but i mean ethan's a kid he he also likes like the, the score and you know john williams at his best and yeah. there's so much going on it, it's weird you know like my one buddy nolan right now he's considerably younger than me i think he's 26 i don't know and he, he ran he into loves... nolan in, ran into nolan in disney randomly was which was great yeah yeah and then you ran into us at comic-con yeah um he loves episode two now whenever anyone's like you love episode two that's like the worst one other than eight um mm-hmm. he always says like that was like you know that came out like right when he was like watching like getting into movies right so that was like the first one he really saw as a kid i doubt it was the first star wars movie he saw but it was the first one that he saw like all the time it was like yes. his star wars it's movie. a nostalgia goggles so I get it thing. I mean, to be honest with you, I saw Empire in the theater, right, when I was, like, four. And when Jedi came out, I was seven. And at seven, you're, like, you know, ripe for Star Wars. And you're ripe age for Ewoks at that point, too. Exactly. So I love Empire is my favorite, of course, and I love A New Hope. But I do have a soft spot for Return of the Jedi because I love the Ewoks cartoon. And I watched the Mm -hmm. made-for-TV movies. And and all that stuff was aimed right at seven-year-old me. Uh, Return of the Jedi was my first Star Wars movie when I was a kid. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was on because it was on TV. And I caught it with my grandfather. So, all right. When Vader throws the Emperor down the thing, were you like, he's not dead? No, I thought he was dead. Yeah. Uh, Shannon Jordle says favorite is the old Magic Kingdom train station park opening. I guess that does count as a pre-show. Hmm. Like that could have made the list had we like thought of it. But I don't. That's interesting. I didn't know if that counted as a pre-show. I know. I'm not sure what to make of that. Jessica Wiley says favorite is Tower of Terror. Least favorite is Mission Space. Derek Wiley. I'm sure there's a relation there. Says Haunted Mansion is the best. Flight of Passage is the worst. Jennifer Dye says, Flight of Passage is way too long. Stop scanning me. Let's ride. I agree. Uh, <laughs> Cheryl Pavia says, Favorite. Mine has to be Rise of the Resistance, although hard to tell when pre-show starts and ends, but I'm okay with that. Least favorite pre-show is actually on my favorite ride, Flight of Passage. I feel like the pre-show on that is just the price you pay to experience such a fabulous ride. It's a, it's a trade-off. Why does it always seem like there's something wrong with the machine when they're scanning everybody? I know. I know. And I don't want to sit there and think that I have space parasites. <laughs> it's it's unnerving. Uh, Emma Spears says her favorite is Tower of Terror. Least favorite is Space Mountain. Ryan Campbell says his favorites are Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror, and Rise of the Resistance. Least favorite, Dinosaur, Star Tours, and Test Track. I guess the Star Tours pre-show is kind of weak if you consider it as just like the, you know... The, the, and sometimes you walk in the middle of it with Star Tours too, which I don't like. Yeah, I mean, I like it, but I mean, I and it is kind of a pre-show, but I barely even consider it a pre-show because it's yeah. not good enough. Yeah. Uh, Wade Boyette says Tower of Terror. Kathleen Grove says, "Do the Voices of Liberty count as a pre-show to the American Adventure?" Wow. Sure. Why not? That's why great. not? Right? She says, "If so, that's one of my favorites. Least favorite was Ellen's Energy Adventure." Uh, Aaron Marie says favorite is either Haunted Mansion or Rise of the Resistance, but I'm not really sure when Rises starts and stops. I'm telling you, <laughs> it, it, the pre-show stops when you get on the ride vehicle and you get the keep your hands, arms, feet and legs inside at all times. That That is that is what I'm saying. and I'm sticking to it because that is always the beginning of the ride. Uh, worst hands down. <laughs> she says worst hands down is uh, um, Flight of Passage. And I know Joe put up that big Instagram post about why that wasn't that was a choice a choice that they made 
that made sense, but I'm sorry, it just sucks. Amanda Moaning says, I love the Tiki Room pre-show. And then last but not least, our friend Monica Pinto from the uh, Mouse in Our House podcast, always with the hot take, saying, least favorite is Haunted Mansion. Although it's my favorite ride, I don't like the blackout. That's a hot take. Yeah. That is a, that, that, that is some... Uh, like, well, maybe she's not... A, maybe she's afraid of the dark. Right. Which that's... And B, I guess doing the complete blackout, you know, surrounded by 30 of your closest friends in extremely close proximity yeah. can be somewhat unnerving. So Absolutely. I agree with you on that. I kind of get that point. Um, okay. So the, the, like I said, the only big news thing that anyone, and by the way, thank you to all of our friends around the world who participated in that. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, so the, um, the one news item that's on everybody's mind, when are the parks reopening? Well, we don't know when, but we do know how now, thanks to uh, some guidelines that have been reported for the reopening of theme parks in Florida. So this was reported on KennyThePirate.com, which is one of my favorite. I actually pay for the Kenny the Pirate. Um, oh, yeah. Like exclusive. Like I don't ever use it, but like I like knowing that it's there. Um, but the Orange County Task Force um, that is set to try to reopen Orange County has established some initial guidelines that Disney World would need to follow when they reopen. Uh, did you see this yet? I did. I actually sent you a link to a um, Hollywood Reporter article, maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't get it. That's weird. So overall Sorry. guidelines for theme parks. Uh, there's going to have to be tape marking of six feet apart in ride attractions slash queues. Um the staff uh, so first of all six feet apart those queues are gonna be long yeah well i mean luckily a lot of the queues are really long and kind of prepared for maximum capacity right so you know i I don't see a problem yeah and you're gonna be dealing with um you know less people in the parks i'm assuming as well Uh, right staff has to regularly wipe services down at random now for phase one and phase two staff 65 years of age or older are encouraged to stay home now, what does that mean? It means, what do you mean, phase one and phase? Well, they're going to open in phases. Like phase no, no, one... no. What does what encouraged to, to, to stay home mean? Does that mean they're encouraged to not have a job? I think they're, encur- I think they're encouraging the theme parks to mandate that they stay home. They can't, they, they can't actually, you know, I'm sure they're not encouraging the theme parks to do that, but they're encouraging the employees, I guess, to take a furlough or something like that because you can't be, it's, it's against the law to be like, hey, you know, you can't work if you're over 65. Right. Uh, Yeah, that's ageism, age discrimination. So they can't do that. Uh, Now, for large theme parks, mandates are all employees are required to wear face masks at all times. So all the cast members smile. uh, Cast members won't have to smile because their faces will be covered. I mean, how do you think that works for meet and greet? That's a really good question. I think in the beginning, you're not going to see any face characters. I was about to say, I doubt you're going to get face characters. If, I, if I all employees are required to wear face masks, you're, there's no way you're going to get. But then what about live shows? Well, what, but what do you mean? Well, like what, you know, like, um, like um, the Mickey's Royal Friendship Fair, like Rapunzel and Flynn and all them are face characters. I guess they would just not do that for a while. Right. 
Yeah, or sub them out. Who knows? Yeah. I, I think I could see Disney easily putting more head characters out and maybe even some cooler, rarer ones yeah, just to, to kind of up for it. placate the people who can't meet, you know, Elsa and Anna. Right. Yeah, that would you make know? sense. I would put Olaf in the Elsa and Anna thing. Right, of course. I mean, I would do the same thing. I, I Again, I, I can't see this being a forever thing. I think it's a right now thing, and I think people would get it. And I think Disney Yeah, and I think, I think so, too. But like, if you replace the, the princesses with, like, other characters from their movies, like you put Miko instead of Pocahontas, you put the Beast instead of Belle, you put the mice or yep. the mice instead of Cinderella, yep. um, you know, who else? Uh, Mushu instead of Mulan. I mean, it's definitely doable. And to be honest with you, now I'm also saying this: I have the luxury of having seen these characters so many times. But I would, I would jump at the opportunity. I think it sounds great. Yeah. Now, also, touchless hand sanitizer stations at each ticketing entry and turnstile. Now, they already had that when I went before the shutdown. Uh, touchless right. hand sanitizer at each and every ride, attraction, entry, and exit, which I think is a great, a great idea. idea. Great idea. Me too. I would do it. Fantastic idea. Temperature checks for staff prior to shift. Any temperature above 100.4 cannot enter the premises. Um, see, I would do that for guests, but I guess that's an invasion of privacy. No, I mean, they might do it for guests. I just think that they needed to make that like a mandate for right now for employees. Yeah. I, I think they're going to kind of wait and see on the guest end of that. Uh, wipe down all railings and surfaces after every use. Phase one would be 50% park capacity phase two 75 percent park capacity now you know you say 50 percent capacity and you're like what that, that's gonna be like nobody allowed in i don't think you'll ever you'll ever hit it right i mean i was thinking that same thing i mean so like are we going under the guise of like that's 50 percent of what could be max capacity because i mean most of these parks don't hit max capacity on a regular day maybe, maybe two days a year christmas and fourth of july like right New Year's Eve. In New Year's Eve, yeah. So maybe a right. couple, a few days a year, less than five days a year, they would hit maximum capacity. But how often do you think they hit 50% capacity? I bet you they hit 50 a lot. But there'll be less people coming here because people won't be traveling, at least in the first yeah. phase. You know, my wife asked me, she's like, well, so they're going to sell 100% of hotel rooms and have 50% of capacity. But the reason why I don't think they have to worry about that is I do think you're going to have a serious downturn in people who want to people who are a able to go on vacation maybe this year right. and b people who want to go to Disney World like right away. Uh, don't get me wrong, I, you know I read articles where people are like Disney World's not going to be back to normal till like 2022. You're crazy. It's yeah. going to go. I mean normal, not not our old normal. I mean people are going to go. Trust me. Yeah, but next year especially being the 50th anniversary. Right. But do I see people maybe not going this year? If you told me 25% of people who were going to go this year aren't going to go, that number wouldn't surprise me. No, same here. So, yeah, hotels, restaurants, and bars have separate guidelines. For example, during phase one, housekeeping services would be limited to allow for minimal guest and employee exposure. Meanwhile, paper and disposable menus would be required at restaurants and in delivery takeout options would be encouraged instead of dining in. So uh, I don't know. I mean, that's just restaurants and bars in general in Florida, not just right. at Disney. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you know, if Disney can't eat at restaurants, it's going to be a problem. Oh, I agree. I totally agree. So, yeah, there, there you have it. I mean, 50 percent capacity. I think it's possible to hit that at like Magic Kingdom. But I think a lot yeah, of a lot of that traffic will be locals. Hmm. I don't think a lot of it's going to be vacationers. 
I, I think that most people have canceled their trips already. And I, I don't think you're going to get a lot of that. Interesting. Now, I have my ADR, my 180 day coming up this week. Right. I guess I'm just going to make my meals like it's a just, normal world. Yeah, just make your reservation. I would pretend like everything's going to be normal and then adjust if it's not. Yeah. Like my friend, my point. best friends were supposed to come in April. And obviously that didn't happen. So they're coming now end of June, early July. They'll be here for the 4th of July. Okay. And so, you know, I'm keeping my fingers crossed for them. They're... Um, I saw a like a study out of the University of Washington that was talking about like the things that need to happen for life to resume as normal when things reopen. And it was like, you know, testing has to be made readily available and there was something else. But then the other one was like, you know, herd herd immunity would eventually develop. And based on this study, they were saying for Florida, which is much earlier than I anticipated, would be would be back to normal by June the twentieth if everything went according to that study. Hmm. So did it reference like the heat being part of the reason why? It very well might be. It very well might be. So there you go. I mean, so we're, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but you know, so interesting. I don't think any any of the things that they mentioned there. Um, like as far as like the contactless like hand sanitizer, like keep that like keep that forever. Sure, why not? Especially because it's not going to take up a huge footprint. It's not like um, you know, like oh, it's going to be so glaring and like it's going to take away from the theme. No, little, I got to push little... a little gate open to get in most rides anyway. I can you know. Yeah, plus I the hand the lap bar that you got to hold on to and stuff like that. Right. I mean, right. you know, but. The, the the one thing that, that that I was like, there's no way people are going to, like, adhere to it is the six foot, like, spacing in the line. I think I think they'll set it up, but I don't think people will do it. Well, so here's the thing. Now, when you say six foot, like six feet apart, do yeah. you mean my party of six takes up 36 feet or can my party of six all be together because we're one party? I would assume your party could be together, right? Right. Right. So now we're all standing kind of on one X. But for the next group of people to be six feet apart, they're not going to be on the next X. Interesting. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's interesting. Huh. That's really making me think. (laughs) I think people just kind of have to use judgment when it comes to the six feet apart thing, um, as opposed to the actual placement of the X's. Great idea, by the way, the X's. But let's face it, it's not going to work in Disney World. Now, when you have whole families who are going to want to stand together, um, so I, I think it's kind of just going to be judgment. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Well, we have no more news for this week. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll be back with our e-ticket attraction of the week. So stay tuned, folks. More Two Men in the Mouse coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. you got to pack everything up. you got to figure out where you're eating. you got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier and makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in 2008 and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it were his own and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. 
Working with Dave, you're likely to pay less and get more. And what's better than that, Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going. Uh, This can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. You give them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. Well, Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends how his name on Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey. And renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to kingdomstrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit kingdomstrollers.com. Hi there, this is Monica Pinto from the Mouse in Our House podcast, inviting you to join me here every other Friday for all things Disney from my perspective. Let's face it, with our fast-paced lives in a crazy world, always running from one place to another, from hectic work days to family responsibilities, from household chores to those never-ending errands, it sometimes seems impossible to survive until your next Disney trip. How to turn that around? Easy, by keeping a little bit of that Disney magic in our everyday lives. So go ahead, sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee and a little something sweet, and let's chat Disney. Join me here on the White Dragon Podcast Network every other Friday where we'll celebrate all the magic, all the fun, all the memories, and even some stuff that's not so magical. But don't worry, a little bit of pixie dust should take care of that. So until then, I hope you remember to keep the mouse in your house. Hello, I'm Storybook Julius, the White Dragon Podcast Network's resident Canadian and the host of Storybook Radio, a Walt Disney World and Universal Studios podcast appearing every Wednesday here on WDPN. 
Walt Disney was a storyteller, and well, so am I. Now, I'm not saying that I'm as cool as Walt Disney or anything, but I'm saying that if you're looking for a unique take on the Walt Disney World and Universal Studios theme parks, with immersive looks at their stories, backstories, and histories, you've come to the right place. Head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Podomatic to subscribe to and download the Storybook Radio podcast each and every Wednesday. You can also check out www.storybookradio.com for more details and more content. Hello, humans! My name is Morty Monster, and I'm... uh, Well... I'm a monster. I'm here as an exchange student from the monster world, where growing up I fell in love with the world of human pop culture. Unfortunately, not a lot of monsters share that passion, so I came here to experience all of these things that I love and to share that passion with all of you. I do this through my YouTube channel with regular video blogs. One of my favorite things to do is film while in the theme parks of Orlando, Florida. Join me in Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, and more. I'll also be reviewing comic books, web videos, TV shows, movies, and other awesome stuff. Find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash MortyMonster. I'm on Instagram as MortyMonster and friends. I'm also on Twitter as MortyMonsterBFF. From there, you can find a link to my YouTube videos. Please like, subscribe, love, sign up for notifications and more for all the Morty content. I can't wait to share my adventures with all of you. Morty Monster! Folks, we wanted to know what you guys wanted to see out of this show uh, during this period of time where you all are in desperate need of some entertainment. And a lot of you guys gave us some really great ideas. And one of the the most popular idea was that you guys all said that you wanted us to start doing draft episodes again. Now, some people were like, what's a draft episode? And so I had to explain because I realized we have not done a draft in a very long time. It's been like it's more, been a while. It's been more than a year since we've done a draft episode. Oh yeah, like maybe even two. Um, so a draft episode is basically the way I explained this to someone recently was, it's like a dueling top ten, where Pete and I put together a list, but if Pete takes one, I can't take it, and vice versa. So, um, you know that is that's kind of how it works. So it's all the fun of a top ten plus like a competitive edge to it. Uh, and typically that competitive, and then afterwards, uh, the way it works is, uh, we post the group, we post the lists in the Facebook group. You guys get to vote on who won and you guys vote for Pete. Uh, because typically I'm, I'm notoriously bad at these. You'll, you'll, you'll win this one. I'm, I'm woefully unprepared today. I haven't really thought about it much. Like, since so we also polled you guys and we asked you, okay, you want to draft, but what do you want us to draft? And, uh, overwhelmingly, like not even it was not even close. It was the biggest blowout in the history of Two Men and the Mouse. You guys wanted to see us do uh, basically build a land is kind of what I'm calling it. Uh, so Pete and I are going to make selections on um, to build like a theme park land in our imaginary theme park. Now, 
in this land, you can have four attractions. Only one of them can be an e-ticket attraction. And we've highlighted what we believe are the e-ticket attractions. Um, you can have two restaurants or lounges, two character meet and greets, and one nighttime show. So um, the e-ticket attractions, which um, we kind of like put our heads together and say, you guys might not agree with this list, uh, but, you know, it was what we came up with. So this is what we came up with as far as e-ticket attractions go. And of course, by the way, folks, our e-ticket attraction segment tonight is brought to you by KingdomStrollers.com. For all of your crib and stroller rental needs in the Orlando area, check them out, KingdomStrollers.com. Magic Kingdom, we've got Seven Dwarves Mine Train, Space Mountain, and Splash Mountain. We decided three for each, so Big Thunder kind of got left out. But that means Big Thunder is up for grabs. Um, That's true. Epcot, Soren Test Track, and Frozen Ever After. Hollywood Studios, Rise of the Resistance, Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster. Uh, Animal Kingdom, Flight of Passage, Expedition Everest, Dinosaur. So we can have one e-ticket attraction and then three other attractions. Uh, Now, as far as restaurants and lounges, it could be a table service restaurant, a counter service restaurant, or a lounge. Character meet and greets, basically just pick a character with their, like, I would say, like, the character and their, like, character meet and greet location. Because sometimes the set really makes it. All right. And then one nighttime show. So uh, you would, uh, Pete always does the ceremonial uh, two men in the mouse draft coin flip. Being oh, Pete, I'm not at work. I don't I don't have a coin. Be, oh, OK. Well, I don't have a coin either. Huh. I mean, oh, that's not true. Look, right behind me. This is this is awesome. Right behind me is. What do you got? This is two faces. Oh, coin. oh, OK. We use that from now on. Well, when I'm here, sure. Yeah. We do use... you want? Do you want? Um, Wait, you're Harvey not. You're side? not in the shop right now. No, I'm at I home. thought you were in the shop. Like even just looking at like where you are, I'm like, oh, he's in the shop because there's so many statues and stuff behind you. Yeah. No, this is like a little Batman display that I oh. have behind me now. I was like, I've never, I've never seen that Back to the Future DeLorean before. It must be new in the shop. Oh yeah. And... That's my that's uh, Hot un... Toys DeLorean. Oh, that's um, do you want the Harvey side or the Two-Face Scarred side? All right, so we're going to call the Harvey side heads, and we're going to call the, the Scarred side tails. You got um, it. And I'm going to take tails because tails never fails. Okay, ready? Yep. It is tails. Told you, tails never fails. All right, so we are jumping in here. I'm going to keep track of who picks what. Uh, we have a Pete list. We have a Kev list. And I'm going to go right for my e-ticket attraction right off the bat. I think you got to in this situation. You know, I, I do want to say there are certain drafts, much like the 3 NBA draft, um, where it is really a one-pick draft. Okay. I do think this draft, a little bit of a one-pick draft. I'm going with Rise of the Resistance. Right. It's I mean, it's it's something you can't even – you can't compete with that. It's the LeBron James of – of rides. I mean, there are other there are other good ones out there as well. So I've taken my e-ticket attraction. I have three attractions left to choose from. All right. So Rise of the Resistance, obviously, it is the newest ride in Walt Disney. Oh, not it's second newest because Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is uh, newer. Correct. Um, which didn't make our list of e-ticket attractions. I feel like it kind of should have. Meh. I think we completely forgot that it existed. I remembered. I just didn't think it was. All right. No, I get it. I get you. Um. All right, so, I mean, it is, un- top to bottom, the most amazing attraction I've ever experienced. Um, it, you know, the super long, um, 
uh, pre-show, which was our number one pre-show last week. The you know not a great queue, but I mean, it wouldn't make our list of t- if we were drafting queues, it would not even be you know anywhere near a pick. But it, right. it is um, just a can't miss attraction. I can't wait till you get the opportunity to do it. Me too. You and me both. Have you watched like videos and stuff of it? Of course. Have yes. you watched Morty Monsters video of it? Uh, I don't know if I did. I'll have to send it to you again if you didn't. Did it come out when it first opened? Yeah. I mean, I watched it like when that first, I really haven't seen it since opening week, but I had to, it wasn't, I'm typically not someone who spoils things for myself, but that I had to right. kind of be a little informed about. I get you. I get you. All right. So your first pick, my friend. I will take the precursor to, um, to that ride, which I really think is Flight of Passage. Flight of Passage. Yeah, I had a feeling that these were going to be the first two. I mean, they're the easy first two. It's it's trust me. I would love to actually take like I I was thinking like does Everest, you know, could Everest be the highlight e ticket for a park? Right. I really feel like it could. It's a big roller coaster. It looks cool. It's audible. Um, you know, it's a wee, if you will. I would make the argument that it was the highlight e ticket until Flight of Passage opened. Yeah. I, right. So that's the thing. Like I in which is funny because I don't even write Everest, but I would like to take Everest because I, I love everything that it is. But I don't know if, you know, I would ever want to ride that over a technological marvel like Flight of Passage. Yeah, I, I'm with you. All right. So it's my turn now. So I have to decide if I'm going restaurant or if I'm going attraction or character or nighttime show. I think I'm going to have to go restaurant on my second pick. Okay. Because I feel like a, a good restaurant is, um, you know, kind of clutch for this. Um, and just like, I'm just going through all the restaurants in my head right now. I, I definitely want a table service restaurant. I want a table service and a counter service. And I think I'm going to take the table service first. And I think I got to go with my heart's pick here. And it's a popular, it's a popular one. I'm torn between two. I'm torn between two of them. And, I, and I'm like going nuts trying to figure it out. Um, but I think I'm gonna go La Cellier. Huh. Okay. I like the choice. I'm just surprised. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it, the way I say it is, like, we're gonna have counter service, which will be, like, you know, more, more down and dirty food, but I wanted someplace a little more upscale for the table service restaurant, so that you can have kind of the I- best of both worlds. I agree with you. It's just so meat heavy. I know they have some impossible dishes at the moment. And I, me personally, and dude, you're talking to someone that eats lasagna all the time. I love it. But the one thing that I love slash hate about the restaurant is I'm eating like in a room that's like cut off completely from the park in any way, shape or form. And has zero cell service in it because you're in like a basement. Right. You're in a bunker. I mean, it's, it's I, wild. I love La Celia. I love the atmosphere of it. I love that you're I in just this Canadian wine cellar. I love talking to my to my um, my wait staff, waiter or waitress about like Canada. I mean, because it's me, you know, like I'm the lover right. of all things Canada. I love that bread that they bring out in the beginning with that awesome butter. Listen, um, dude, I'm with you. They bring out the be- with with the pretzel breadstick. So you have to order the cheddar cheese soup. Listen, I ordered as an app last time the cheddar cheese soup. Now, I know you know this, but I don't know if everyone else knows this. I'm sure I've probably mentioned it. I hate cheese. Yes. I'm not a fan of cheese. So that I this, think it's more so this, this is a, like a surprising take for you. Well, right. So I think it's more of a texture thing than anything else. It's been since I was a kid. Um, 
So I'm not a fan of cheese, but I almost borderline <laughs> like cheese as a dipping option. Like if you give me a really spicy queso, like I kind of like it. And I can control the amount of cheese that is going on whatever the dipped item is. So, um, so, so I ordered the cheddar cheese soup because no one else did. And I was like, okay, I'm going to order this as a dip for those pretzel breadsticks yep. that they will just keep bringing. But see now at food and, and wine, glorious. at food and wine, I think like getting the cheddar cheese soup there is fine if you're doing it as a dip because it's in like a small cup. But right. like you get that at the Cellier, it's a full bowl. It's a bowl. I mean, yeah. and if you ask, they'll probably bring you more pretzel breadsticks. Like they'll bring you. Well, they'll bring oh, yeah. you. They'll bring you another oh, assortment of bread which has a pretzel breadstick in it. We, my son, is a bread monster. Uh, we roll we roll through at least two things of bread. I know that's probably the least healthy thing in the world right. in 2020, but um, yeah, no, it's Disney World, so we're gonna eat our bread. All about the carbs. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, what, what? So my ideal Lasellier is obviously you get the bread, and then you get the cheddar cheese soup as an appetizer. You can't. I've never gotten anything except for the signature mushroom risotto Me for Mignon because how could you? Truffle butter sauce. Come on. Um, and then typically I will get. A um, typically when I'm there, I'm already spending money, so I'm going to get a drink, and I will get the um, the maple crown royal or the crown royal sampler. But okay, for the uh, maple crown royal is is Canada in a glass, and I love it. I I will so so I ordered cherry cheese soup last time. I don't know why I normally get as an app. I always get the mushroom fillet. Having said that, I typically get two dinners here. I say that because my wife is not really a meat eater. Mm-hmm. And she will order something and be like, what do you want? Because you're going to eat some of it. Right. So last time I had the duck um, in previous years, I've had chicken, right? I would never go to the cellier and get chicken, but she yeah. will. So I, I get to try kind of multiple meals. So that's oh, pretty good. That's awesome. I don't get a drink there, obviously. So my thing of choice is the maple creme brulee. Ah, very nice. Which is wonderful. I've had the chocolate mousse there as well, and I really enjoyed that. They, they, they basically like make it so that like it looks like a mousse. It looks like a mousse. What's cool, too, is if you get, like, something to go. Now, I did this uh, a couple years ago. Heather got really sick on one of our Disney trips. I'll never forget it, too. It was, like, a 10-day like trip. I don't ever, I don't go on 10-day trips. I'm lucky if I can squeeze out seven days. I feel days. like you've gone on 10-day so, trips multiple times, though. Like, I, I, Well, it depends. Like, if we're driving. Yeah. Like, my trip coming up is nine days. It's not really. Well, but, it's like, seven your, days thang- your Thanksgiving trip was 10 days. That was 10. That was, yeah, that was this trip. Oh, okay. I think it was the only 10-day trip we ever took. Um, maybe that's, the why, maybe that's why I think you always do them, because I thought you were referencing a, a, another trip on top of that one. No, no. 10 days, also too long. Maybe it's just me. And I love Disney. And I could say for 100 days. But right. uh, it's, you know. Right, so Heather got sick on this trip. So we end up going to the Cellier without her. And... When I was there, I, I told the waitress because you know we were four and now we're three, and they packed up an entire like bread, like sampler for me to bring home to Heather. Did she eat it or did you eat it? I mean, she thought it was nice of them. Yeah, because if she's that sick, she's not eating that bread. She wasn't eating the bread. She was sick. Okay, your second pick. Uh, my second pick. I am going to take a character meet and greet. Okay. I spent many a year between 98 and probably 08, right, going to Disney parks and maybe, if I'm lucky, getting a picture with the main mouse himself. Okay. These were in the days prior to, um, you know, a meet and greet location. Like, that, that bus would roll out in Epcot and you hoped 
maybe you had to make the decision right now. Do I want to get a couple characters or do I want to get on that big line for Mickey, who, by the way, might have to go before you even get there? Right. You're not going to a Disney park and not wanting to get a picture with Mickey. There's no one that walks through that turnstile that isn't like, I, I'd get a picture with Mickey. Mm-hmm. If he was right there, sure, I'll get a picture. Right. I'm going to take Mickey Mouse meet and greet. Okay. Now, don't ask me a specific location for it because I can't tell you that I love no, you gotta do a specific. You got to do a specific one. I don't know if I love the magician Mickey. So, I mean, listen, you want me – if I can go all time – I'll, yeah. I'll I'll take Magician Mickey. I'll take Talking Magician Mickey. Talking Mickey. Okay. Yep. You can take Talking Mickey. Because Talking Mickey was fantastic. Yeah. Talking Mickey was was amazing. I don't. And understand. prior prior I, to it being Talking Magician Mickey, when they were test running that, because I went through it, it was regular Mickey talking. Yeah, I do like that. So do you want to like make it that one, like regular Talking? If Mickey? you could give me regular Tuxedo Mickey. Talking Mickey, I, that's to me that's a one of a kind experience. Yes, I'm with you. I, I will I will allow that one. Um, talking Mickey, like I don't understand why they did away with it. Uh, I mean, there had to be some kind of reason for it. That's not like a willy nilly. Like, yeah, hey, we don't feel like doing this. Well, I mean, the I mean, reason that I heard was that kids were questioning why Mickey talks in the Magic Kingdom, but not everywhere else. So what I had heard was that they had pulled it until they're able to roll it out everywhere. Until all four parks can have a talking Mickey. I don't believe getting, that. You're not getting it. I, I 100% believe that. I don't. Because why can't they roll it out everywhere then? I don't know. But I mean, well, and also remember in some places, Mickey is with Minnie. Like in Animal Kingdom, he's with Minnie. Sure. At but Epcot, when like, they have hey, the Epcot character put... spot, you're going to go through you're gonna go through three silent characters and then get to Mickey? No, you take Mickey out of those locations and you put him somewhere else. You go to the Outfitters place in Animal Kingdom, you get rid of Minnie, and you put Talking Mickey in there. The same amount of people are rolling through. You know, those those locations aren't like written in stone that he has to be with these other characters. Well, that's true, but you know, I have also heard rumor that um, they had been testing a Talking Minnie and a Talking Donald. I heard that back in the day. Yeah. So I mean, I really hope the talking characters come back because they were, they were next level awesome. Like I'll never forget, like Mickey asking, uh, asking me and a friend, like, "Oh, where are you guys going today?" And we were like, "We're like, oh, we're going to the haunted mansion." And he gets like this scared look on his face. He's like, "You're going to that creepy old mansion?" Like obviously everything was pre-recorded, right? Everything right. was pre-recorded and it was all preset, kind of in the same way that they, I guess, do the stormtroopers, which I still don't understand how they do it. And Kylo I don't Ren. think it is. It's a hundred percent. It was. It had to be preset. Um, Kylo is preset for sure. Kylo and the stormtroopers are. Like in in Galaxy's yeah, Edge, you're right. You're right. The stormtroopers are also. But so, even though it was preset, it never felt like it. Like it was flawless. I don't know, man. I watched even the videos that I took of my own kids interacting with Mickey. <sighs> I can't say 100%. I think it, it would only make sense. I mean, I feel like I'm being naive about this, but it, I mean, it's, of course it's preset, but I don't know. I mean, well, in the beginning, preset, I don't think it was because I remember when they were first testing it in Disneyland, seeing a um, a video of Mickey asking a kid their name and then like yeah. saying their name back to them. No, I'm pretty sure Mickey, when I went for testing for this, Mickey said uh, Ethan's name. Yeah. I, so I think originally it was a voice changer. And then eventually it turned into um, presets. You know, the best thing, too, is when we went in for Talking Mickey, they told us ahead of time when we got into the, you know, the room with the the McDuck 
like yeah vault. safe yeah we were there and um they were like, hey, you know, this is talking Mickey. They're testing him out, blah, 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 blah. We were like, oh, that's cool. So we went in there. I videoed the whole thing. I walked out, and this woman's like, you didn't video that, did you? I'm oh, like, no. I'm like, no. But, like, they didn't tell me I couldn't. No one said anything. Right. But it's not like you because went. I, and then you never went on YouTube and, like, posted it. No, like, it's just I don't, your. This is just Mickey meeting my kids. I know this isn't for other people. But I, uh, we, might, we, might need to, we might need to review that on the show. Oh, huh. I'll try. Like I have we do it. one of these video episodes that we were talking about doing. So, yeah. um, okay. So, regular talking Mickey is your second pick. Yes. Okay. I'm also going to take a character for my third pick. Okay. I'm also taking a Mickey. This is why I made you be specific. Mm, okay. Because I want Sorcerer Mickey from Hollywood Studios with that cool Sorcerer's Apprentice set. Like the movie reel backdrop? No, he's like he's in a set that looks like the the sorcerer's study. Okay, I don't remember that one. Yeah, it's it's the current setup for Sorcerer Mickey. Oh yeah, I haven't done that in forever. That's really cool. Yeah, I really and Sorcerer Mickey is my favorite Mickey. Like, I am the guy that cries when when Sorcerer Mickey is up on top of the mountain in Fantasia or Phantasmic. Right. You know, doing the. Da, 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 da. Do you have a favorite version of Mickey? Is it the tuxedo version? Uh, I really love Jedi Mickey from yeah. Star Wars Weekends back in the day. Yeah, it just combined two things I love at a time where two things I loved weren't one. Uh-huh. Um, I like kind of the weirder Mickey's. So of course, like Sorcerer Mickey's like the one, right? If you're going to get Mickey in a costume, right. other than straight up regular Mickey. Like, you know, that's the one, but like seeing him, like, I love seeing him in like other weird costumes. Yeah. Like I'm still like, I like my least favorite is also something I love, which is, you know, garden grills, Mickey, where he's in like the overalls. I was just going to say farmer Mickey has got to have some kind of significance for you. It's a terrible outfit, but I, I can't help it. I love it just because we, you know, when we, we kids were little, we would always ask Mickey if he helped make the food and uh-huh. like, you know, the land. And I, I, I do get it. I do think it's funny, though. I told you I got a picture with like space, like spacesuit Mickey. Right. Uh, back in 04. And I mean, just super cool. Like, love that costume. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's like the pajama Mickey that's at like the, the D23 events. Yep. Ma'am. There, there's so many. I, there, there's like so, so, so many. But for ones that you can meet regularly, Sorcerer Mickey has got to be my favorite. All right. What do you got I for agree. your third pick? I'm going to go ride. So I have something that's kind of like indoor and tech. So I'm kind of going to go classic coaster and go Big Thunder. Big Thunder. Good pull. Now, we, we ruled that space splash... And Mine Train were each Mine Train were the big three. Right, so none so, of us are taking those. Right, so I feel like this is a close-to-e-ticket yes. ride. It is a D-ticket, if you will. So I'm going to go uh, Big Thunder. It's everything you can want in an old-school roller coaster. Absolutely, and I really like what they've... like. I mean, we, yes, we never got the fire that they got in Disneyland. Thank you, Shanghai. Right. Um, but, you know, we, we, got, we got Neon Bats. There you go. We got neon bats screeching and flailing about. Um, and we got like a water, like there, you get a little wet on it now. Um, but I mean, Big Thunder, like it's it's just fun. Like it's like, it, yes, it's a very simple roller coaster. And it's not like it's more extreme than you give it credit for. But it's just it's fun. I love it. 
No, yeah, I think it's it's one of the best rides. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I'm gonna take a ride next as well. Okay. I'm going Haunted Mansion. Classic, love it. I mean, I think it is the like, it is the quintessential Disney ride. It is, you know, it's the like every Disney park has a version of it, and yep. you know, it's just classic. I mean, you can't get more classic than the Haunted Mansion. Um. And yeah, I mean the whole thing, the queue, the ride, the exit queue, the cast members, the the extra things like the ring and like I mean I can't I can't like the pre-show was our number 2 pre-show last week. Like I can't say enough things. Monica Pinto's last place pre-show, but um, right. I can't say enough good things about it. So I mean, you know it's my favorite, so I absolutely love it. I would have taken that if I didn't feel the need for an actual like roller coaster. Type I thought of you were gonna take it, and I was getting nervous. No, I mean it's. I, I think when you when you're building a theme park, you gotta try and make it somewhat even for like everyone. And I think having, you know, I, I think having a, a big roller coaster is kind of important. I agree. I agree with you. Value pick was was big thunder. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um. All right, your turn. Um. Was this pick four for me? Uh yes, this is your fourth pick. I'm gonna go ride also, and I'm gonna take because so we need some des we just we need some IP here, right? Because all we have is Avatar, really, right. is IP, right? And I don't know if I want bank everything on Avatar. I'm gonna take Toy Story Midway Mania. Toy Story Mania, good pull. Gives you another type of ride, you know, three fairly distinct rides, and you know, to- Toy Story's beloved. I mean, I think people. Like the IP. I agree with that. I would totally agree with that. I mean, and Midway Mania, remember when we thought, like, when we did our draft for Q's, uh, one of us took Midway, you took Midway Mania. And right. I and and I would think that now the queue is so much better now than it was then. With the new entrance, yeah. I think the queue yeah. is a lot better themed, and the Potato Head is back. Yeah, love the Potato Head. Remember when we were like... When we were like so upset that they took the potato head out, we were like, "Why would you do that?" It was because they were moving it, yeah, to a new location well, to the listen, new one. You know, I I thought I would never see the potato head because I'm never waiting on that line. But in California, the potato head is right out in the front of the ride. I mean, That's you don't cool. even need to go on the ride; it's out there. He is barking to the people to come into the ride. I really like that. I think that's really neat. I wish they would have done that in Toy Story Land. So cool looking. It's great. I don't understand and why no, they didn't. And no do one's that. out there. I mean, you can just walk up and watch it for as long as you want. Yeah, I don't it's understand great. why they didn't do that for Toy Story Land. That sounds awesome. It it is. It's fantastic. And that potato head has got to be one of the the best animatronics they've ever done. It's wild. Yeah. Okay, so I'm next. What do I want? Do I want to take another ride or do I want to go? <sighs> I think I'm going to go with another ride. You know, I feel like when we made our list of um, e-ticket attractions, we overlooked a few things. Okay. And I'm going to kind of take advantage of the fact that we were a little short-sighted when it came to Hollywood Studios. Because I just realized we did it's not. Funny, I purposely didn't pick it. Slinky Dog Dash is my roller coaster. Yeah, I, I think it fits for your coaster. Um, if I had to ride that or Big Thunder, I would always take Big Thunder. I just feel like it's the longer ride. Um, but I do. Yeah, you know, I get Slinky Dog Dash is a, is an obvious pick. It's my favorite roller coaster, and honestly, like I feel almost cheap taking it because I feel like 
we should have named it an e-ticket attraction instead of rock and roller coaster. I don't know. You think rock and roller coaster is more deserving of the title e-ticket attraction? I mean, rock and roller coaster goes upside down. I feel like it's more of an e-ticket. Yeah. Okay. Uh, You know, I mean, if you want to look at like ride time, like, um, you know, like ride line weight, I think, you know, Slinky Dog is new to a lot of people going there. If you opened all these rides on day one, like for the first time, I think Rock and Roller Coaster is still kind of the king of coasters there. Yeah. Yeah. Just me. No, I could totally see that. All right. So I have just to just to update, I have one more attraction to pick. I have one more restaurant, one more character, and a nighttime show. You have right. one to you have one more attraction, two restaurants still, one character meet and greet, and a nighttime show, and it's your pick. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna take the kicker now. Okay. I'm gonna go with nighttime show. Oh, all right. I already know what you're gonna say. I'm already writing it. What, what do you think I'm gonna say? Wishes. I think it's, I feel like Wishes. Listen, I care little about nighttime shows, but I feel like Wishes is the most beloved nighttime spectacular. Okay. And the music is fantastic. It really is. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Wishes. Okay. I listen. I I'm not gonna begrudge you. That's my favorite fireworks show of all time. I think it's fantastic. I absolutely love it. But not Fantasmic. No, not Fantasmic. Um. You don't want the Pocahontas scene in your in your land? Thought about it, but for like a second, thought about it. I really is do the like Disneyland the version of Fantastic really that much better? Because I, I hear it's so I, much better. I've never seen it. Every time I go, it's either closed <laughs> for some reason, or I've actually never seen it. It was there. It was running the first time I took the kids for Ethan's 10th birthday. And we, you know, one of our tricks for doing like a weekend in Disneyland is we stay a little bit on New Jersey time. Okay. So we're up really early in the morning and hit the parks really early, but in turn, everyone's pooped late. Like, so I'm like, let's go do world of color. And everyone's like, no. So I, I didn't get the chance to do it then. And Abby was still, she was only six at the time. So no one was really staying up to do uh phantasmic with right. me. I get it. I have heard that instead of Pocahontas, uh, they have Peter Pan. Oh, cool. Which I mean, a little more timeless, I think. Yeah, slightly. Yeah. Just a little bit. Uh, okay. So it's my pick. I'm not going to go nighttime show yet since you've already taken a nighttime show. I'm going to save that for my last pick. Um, I'm going to go with a second character meet and greet and I'm going to go, okay. I'm going old school on this one since we, we determined that the rules are you could take anything from anywhere in time and I'm taking the dream finder and figment with the puppet. Huh? I would never take that. Really? I don't think it appeals to enough people. Okay. I get that. I just, I don't like, wrong. anyone listening to this show is probably like, that's unbelievable. I'd love that. And I yeah. would love that. Yeah. Everybody me, listening is probably like, what a great pick. But, Peter yeah. Mandel loves that, but do I think the person coming into my theme park loves that? We're talking about a character that was so not loved, they literally took him out of the ride. Yeah, but he has become so much more loved since he's been gone. It's, you know... I, I, I get that there's a cult status to it, but I'm not I'm not selling tickets to people who love cult status. All right, I get that. Um, see, for me, like, in my land, I wanted figment representation... I get and, that. And I didn't want to take Journey into Imagination. So There's no way you would take that. No. Even the old school one. Um, okay. Uh, your turn. 
my term. So what do I have left? Two restaurants. You have two a, re- two restaurants, one character meet and greet, and one attraction. I'm gonna take my attraction just because let's okay. let's wipe them out. Finish it up. So I have a roller coaster, I have a high tech ride, and I have kind of a hybrid, right? Okay. I'm lacking a classic dark ride. Okay. I'm going to go Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates. Very good. It's got everything. It's got the song. You're in a boat. It's a lengthy ride. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Pirates. Okay. I mean, look, you can't get more classic than Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. Now, do you take the current version of Pirates or do you take it before all the Johnny Depp? Right. So, you know what? I'm not someone that believes that the current version is some kind of like an aberration. Like I, I like people believe, do people believe that? I, I don't think so. I think it's widely beloved because people like, you know, Johnny Depp as, as um, Jack Sparrow, but you know, the newer versions, they've added so many kind of cool touches in the ride Right. that I'm going to, I'll stick with the newer version. Okay. Now the current version, like where they took the mermaid skeleton out, the auction scene is now with the redhead as a pirate, which I like. Yeah. Okay. Me too. That doesn't bother me at all. I like the mermaid skeleton. I'm all bummed out. It's gone. But um, having you know red be a pirate, I'm I'm all there for it. I'm bored. Now maybe that's because me and that we saw. So Abby and I were in Disneyland last time. Saw red, and we both like geeked out about it. So we both made sure we got pictures with her. and she was fantastic. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm cool with the new version. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I am too. I love the new version. I think it's, it's you know, some people are like, bring back the old version. I'm like, I don't really need to see human trafficking in my Disney ride. But <laughs> um, the, and I'm all for Red. As a, like, I think Red is so much cooler as a pirate who talks. Me too. Me too. So much cooler. And that's not even just like a representation thing. But that, I mean, I, I'd be lying if I said that wasn't part of it. Um, but she's just cool. She looks cool. She sounds cool. She's striking a cool pose. She's got like yep. the one leg up on the box, like Captain Morgan. Like, you know, it's great. Love it. Okay. So it's my turn. I have one more attraction, one more restaurant and a nighttime show left. I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go with my restaurant since you're out of attractions and you're out of, um, and I'm out of character meet and greets. Um, I want a quick service here and I'm trying to think of the best one I can pick just kind of like in my head going park by park on which I see. I don't want to take docking the docking bay because I'd have too much star Wars going on. Um, so I think what I'm going to take is the Satuli canteen from animal kingdom. See, I thought about taking that because I agree that you have to have a counter service. I thought about taking that, but I felt kind of the op- like the same thing. Like I can't have you can't you have know, two avatar op- things. Yeah, I can't bank on a lot of avatar. Yeah, I mean you can't have too much of the same IP, especially when that IP is avatar. Right. But I mean, you know what? I I really like the noodles that they have now. I, I like that place a lot. They added noodles like recently, and at first I didn't like it because it has uh, bell peppers in it. And then okay. all of a sudden, my tastes change, and I like bell peppers now. So. I'm a fan of bell peppers, so good for you. Yeah. I'm, I'm How about fan. this? My pick. I'm going to go. I'm going to stay in the same park. Oh, all right. And I'm actually. I will take my counter service at the same park. Okay. You know where I'm going, right? I know where you're going. I think the best counter service bang for buck is Flame Tree. I was already writing it. 
I mean, you appeal to a ton of people having a barbecue themed uh, counter service restaurant. I, I just, I think it really works. Right, so that's the first restaurant that you've taken. That's true. All right. And, you, and you've taken your nighttime show. All right. So where we stand right now, you have taken all your attractions. You have one more character meet and greet. Uh, you have one more restaurant. And um, I think that's it. I think you just have, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, my turn. I can pick from one more attraction, one more. Um, oh, no, I picked the red. I have an attraction and a um, nighttime, show. nighttime show left. Right. So for attraction, I am. So what do I have? I have Rise of the Resistance, a great e-ticket ride. I have Slinky Dog Dash, huge roller coaster, Haunted Mansion, classic dark ride. What am I missing? A show. I'm missing like a, a show that you could sit down and watch. So as um, people have decried me for choosing this in past drafts, but I'm taking it because it's my heart's don't choice. I'm taking, Mupp- I'm taking Muppet don't Vision 3D. All right. I mean, listen, I love it. So, I mean, I can't say no to it. Would I have taken Peter Pan instead? Probably. No. I, I, I Listen, I have... Okay, I didn't. Th- I don't think I've ever mentioned this on the show. My friend, my friend called me recently. My friend Dave, who's my co-host on Geek Watch Tower, and he goes, "Hey, what's the deal with Peter Pan's flight?" And I'm like, uh, "It's a super overrated ride that always has a long line for some reason. I don't know." <laughs> and he goes, um, "He's like, no, like, I was watching like screen. Ju- he like watches screen junkies all the time and like what culture." And he's like, "So they were talking about. And it was this was right after Flight of Passage came out." He goes, yeah, they, they said um, they were talking about Flight of Passage. And they said, oh, it's the second best ride in all of Orlando after Peter Pan's flight. Okay. And I'm like, were they being sarcastic? And he's like, no. And I'm like, OK, well, that's just one person's opinion. Then Rise of the Resistance came out and a different media outlet. He told me said that Rise of the Resistance was the second best ride in Orlando after Peter Pan's flight. Okay, listen, I don't believe that. Having said that, and and you're talking to someone who doesn't go on Peter Pan every time because I'm not waiting a crazy amount of time. Right. It is, to me, a example of being a technological marvel back in the day. Now, what does that mean now, right? I mean, the microwave is a technological marvel from 30 years ago. But the fact that they ran the track on the ceiling and you actually fly in one of those boats yeah. and the amazing sets underneath you, I mean, I get it. I do. I listen. Am I putting it better than Flight of Passage or any Haunted Mansion, even anything like that? No, I'm not. But I do understand what makes Peter Pan Peter Pan. There's a reason when you go there first thing in the morning, that ride has an hour long wait immediately. I I do understand. Right. Okay. So your next pick, you have uh, you have one restaurant left and uh, one character meet and greet left. So I'll take a restaurant. I'm going to go with the polar opposite of your La Cellier, where I feel like you're very closed off from the actual theme park you're in. And I'm going to take something that's very open both in room and in window. I'm going to go Ohana. That was the other one that I was playing with that I was like, which one do I pick? Most people coming into my park are families or, you know, even foodies. And I feel like that really gives you kind of a cross section of food. Um, 
and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little boost here by saying that with your Ohana, you can get a special nighttime view of wishes, which you've already which you've there also you go. Chosen. Look at that. They go together, like Rama Lama Lama Kadigada Ding Dong. There you go. I mean, so Ohana, what do you think is the is the best thing at Ohana? You know, it's funny you mentioned the noodles because I'm not a super noodle person, but I will say over time I have found myself really enjoying the noodles there. You know, is that the thing I eat the most of? No, but I do. When they bring out those noodles and like the the pot stickers, I'm like super into that. That is almost my favorite thing that they bring. Yeah, I was just about to say that as well because like I have like I have sabotaged myself by going too much of it, right? by diving too far into yep. the noodles and the pot stickers. And me too. I like all the pre stuff. Like I'm a fan of veggies, so yeah. I eat a lot of the pre. So when they start bringing those giant skewers around, like don't get me wrong, I'm having some, but I'm probably not eating the massive quantity of proteins that I feel like I probably paid for right. because they tend to fill up on the on the intro on stuff. The carbs. <laughs> I I am kind of into the uh into the pre show. For Ohana, if you will. Here's the thing. Ohana, see, now I like, I grade my Ohana experiences pretty much. And I feel like I have earned myself an F for Ohana if I am too full to eat the bread pudding. Huh, I've done that also. I've... You know, you're, it's funny you mentioned grading because Ohana is a, is a place where I've had different experiences, not based on the food, but on where they kind of rush you, how they rush you through it. You know they do want to they do want to kind of crank you out of there, and I kind of want to yeah. take my time a little bit, especially if my wife's having a drink or I can remember this one trip. It's so funny if Heather was here, she'd be so mad I'm talking about this. But we went one year, and I'll never forget because my daughter was little and just being potty trained, and she thought she had to go to the bathroom like every 10 minutes kevin i'm not lying i think heather took this in the bathroom five times so heather really just did, and she wanted mommy to take her uh -huh. so she barely actually ate on that meal at all oh that's <laughs> she horrible. was really looking forward to it but honestly she like wasn't there at all it, it was very funny but they cranked us out of there we were at that table probably for an hour tops which is kind of a typical meal, but in this case, it was an hour tops with my wife and daughter not even being there that much. So it, it depends. You know, sometimes they kind of like try and chug you right out, and sometimes you're there kind of more relaxed. Yeah. Wow. Oh God, that's that's heartbreaking. Like I can't even imagine. Like, I mean, there was one time where like I went to Ohana, and it was supposed to be me and a friend, and the friend like canceled, and I didn't feel well that day. And she, but my friend didn't cancel until I was already there. So I'm like, well, I can't back out now. So I, I right. just, I, I ate there by myself. And after the pot stickers and the, the pasta, I'm just not feeling well. And I'm, I said to the server, I'm like, listen, like, I really feel sick. I, I don't think I can. And I'm, but, and I'm not asking to like, you know, like skip out on my bill here because I've already eaten some of the appetizer. I said, can you just make me like a dish of like the proteins and the bread pudding? And, right. and they were like, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So they gave That's that to cool. me. I went home. I felt better the next day. It was probably some kind of 24 hour bug that I had and I ate it the next day and it was good. Awesome. So, you know, typically at like all you care to eat places, they'll, they'll like be like, what? Like, and I'm sure if I had had any of the proteins at that point, they would have said no. But like I had not even gotten through the pasta and the and the pasta right. because I'm right. by myself. Like, right. you know, it was it was a lot. Um 
Okay, so for let, me, let me let me also just real fast okay. point out that in my theme park, the Ohana is much more relaxed. We're not trying to we're not trying get to hustle you, you out. Get right out, yeah. So right. don't don't feel weird about making your ADRs. We're gonna you're gonna have a great time. Right, you're cha- you're you're changing the policy. Yeah, well, I'm making it a policy. How about you, that? Now, here's the thing: if you stay, and I think I've talked about this before when I talked about staying here, but I had the the privilege of being able to stay at one of the bungalows at the Polynesian one one time. My yeah, friend, you told me. That yeah, was awesome. My friend, my my one friend, Michelle, uh, rented one out for her birthday, for her birthday party. So it's like eight of us, and I mean, it was it was a night where I I had a lot of adult beverages, but um, it, it, they you can order Ohana and um. Uh, why am I blanking on a Kona cafe? You can order Ohana and Kona cafe for room service. That's so cool. Yeah. And I mean, you're still paying 50 bucks for your Ohana, but they bring you this giant platter of it. Of just everything. Oh, it was so good. Like unbelievable. And you know what? I didn't actually get it though. Huh? Okay. I ended up ordering, um, from, from Kona. The Tonga Toast? No, I got the, they have this really good burger there that I like. It comes on like a pineapple roll, and it has pork belly on it with the burger. Oh yeah, and like, nice. I, it's I think it's a stuffed burger too. I think it's got the cheese inside. But I, I remember that. like I'm sitting there like in the in the pool deck, and I'm very like I'm feeling very silly. Let's let's put it that way for our younger listeners. And I'm okay. just like kind of hanging out of the pool, like trying to stuff this burger into my face, like. It was. <laughs> it's not a good night, Peter Mandel. I ended oh, up. Um, I ch- I checked. Um, get sick into the Seven Seas Lagoon off of my bucket list that night. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um. So, all right. The last thing I have is a, is a nighttime show, and I am not going to take Star Wars Galactic Spectacular because I I already have Star Wars in my park. Um, right. I'm going to go happily ever after. Solid pick. Yeah, I mean, it's not Wishes, and I knew I was sacrificing Wishes to you with this, but, um, because I wasn't going to pick this until, I wasn't going to pick my, as you call it, my kicker until the end, um, but I'm going happily ever after on this one. There you go. I I like it, it makes me cry, it's got class, and it's, you know what the, I appreciate the most about happily ever after, and it's such a silly thing to appreciate, there's Hunchback of Notre Dame in it. Wow. There's Hunchback (laughs) of Notre Dame in it, there's Hercules in it. Like okay, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, okay, your last pick, and your last pick is going to be a character meet and greet. Right, so it's a character meet and greet. So I know which one I'm going with on this, um, and I'm super excited about it. So I have Mickey, which I think is you know icon for the park. So right. I need, I can't not have a princess. Yeah, right. I, you true. have you have to have one. Got it. I have a ton of girls coming into this park. They love Mickey also, but I do want to have a a princess. I'm gonna go with my favorite princess with this. Okay. Uh, my kid's favorite princess. Oh, I don't know who I'm this is. Go, I'm gonna. I, I have a guess, but I don't know who it is. Like, who do you think it is? Rapunzel. It is not Rapunzel, though. We love Rapunzel. Okay. It's actually Tiana. Intr- okay. Cool. Uh. I love that movie, and I like that that movie is modern. Yes. So that would be, you know, listen, if I could make my own restaurant and skip out on having to pick one that's already established, you want to give me a, a Tiana restaurant? Yeah, um, totally. All about that kind of food. So I, I would or love it. I would go the other route and make a Gusto's if I were to make a... Okay. You know what? I think I'm... I, so, yeah, Tiana's a solid choice. Now, 
Are you going Tiana or Tiana and Naveen with Naveen? I mean, I I would love to do the pair of them because I like that. I don't know if that's kind of a cheat. No, you know I don't I think mean? that's a cheat because that is a thing that they do sometimes. I know, but what am I going to take the Epcot character stop where I get all the characters? No, but or, like uh, I count each of the Epcot character stops as like like each one is its own character. But like if you want to take What about at the the Christmas party where I get to meet all the ducks together? Uh, I, I mean, mean, you know. Tiana and Naveen though are out there sometimes. Like there was a long time where they were out there together. Yeah, no, they were out there together. I know. I, listen, I'll take both of them if you want to give me that. I'll I don't think that. he adds. I don't think he adds so much to it that it like puts you over the top. She is the star here. All but, right. Uh, I'm, I'm so I'm going Tiana and Naveen parentheses, but mostly Tiana. There you go. And my kids always have wonderful interactions with her. Wonderful. All right. So we've got our. We've we've got our lists now. I want to throw one more one more uh, choice at you here. Actually, I just thought of it. Okay. An Epcot festival. <sighs> and I'm going to let you go first on this one. I mean, I would take food and wine, even though it's not my favorite. I figured as much. But, but food and wine is kind of the e-ticket of the attractions, yeah, and I, I think it lasts for like nine months. Yeah, and I'm not going food and wine. I'm going to take the Festival of the Arts. Love Festival of the Arts. Think about Festival probably, of the Arts. Probably not what I would have taken though. Even even with a second pick. What would what would you have taken? I still would have gone Flower and Garden. I just feel like they expand the food so much in Flower and Garden. You know, I'm wondering what's going to happen. Like if if they're going to keep Flower and Garden going into the summer when if and when they they reopen in time or. I I don't know. If I can't get my Orange Bird magnet, I'm going to be really upset. They had, they'll give you that. I wouldn't worry about that because we got you know we got the Donald one, but the the Orange Bird wasn't coming right. until like mid-April so all right so you want to review let's review all right Pete Land is Flight of Passage regular uh, Tuxedo Talking Mickey Big Thunder Mountain Railroad Toy Story Mania Wishes Pirates of the Caribbean Flame Tree Barbecue Ohana Tiana and Naveen but mostly Tiana and for the bonus Food and Wine Festival Uh, Kevland is Rise of the Resistance Le Cellier Sorcerer Mickey Haunted Mansion, Slinky Dog Dash, Dreamfinder and Figment, Satuli Canteen, Muppet Vision 3D, Happily Ever After, and for the bonus, Festival of the Arts. I mean, listen, I'm going to Kevland if I have to go to one of them. Really? Because I'd probably be going to Peatland. No, Rise of Resistance is, is the one. I don't think this is a one-pick draft. I think that like you have to look at it as, as the entire... Um the entire experience i i know what you're saying but do you remember when um galaxy's edge was a bust yeah i remember that, that you remember weeks. like oh my god disney wasted all this money no yeah. one cares no one's ever going oh yeah remember that yeah i remember that i remember that and look where it is now so i think we, we went on this rant last week too so let's not do that again but i'll keep going on it yep um okay so we are going to post this um this will go up on tuesday the 29th so we'll post it up in the group with the list and you guys can vote on who you think it was. And then on the next show, we'll be able to uh, report on uh, on wh- which land our uh, two men in the mouse family, um, you know, liked. So uh, anything else you want to talk about this week? Anything else you want to bring up? No, I'm, I like doing these shows, though. Like, yeah. Banging out multiple shows. Yeah, this I'm is all, nice. I'm all, I'm all about it. I think in like end of the week. Try again. Okay. Um, I'm busy both tomorrow and Thursday. Thursday is my son's 15th birthday. Oh, wow. Happy birthday to Ethan. Um, so let's, let's, try fr- let's try for Friday. Friday sounds good. Which would mean that the show would probably come out on Saturday. 
Um, so folks, we're trying, like you just heard us like, you know, spitballing on the air. Like we, we will try for it, but that's not a guarantee that it'll happen. Oh, we're going to get it done. Well, I mean, I feel I like see, now we have to get it done because we said, I see the look in your eye. We're going to get it done. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, I mean, God, gosh, I mean, no, other than clone wars, just being amazing this week, there's nothing else really pressing. No. Have you did you watch the latest Clone Wars? Of course I did. Uh, we're it's not great. I can't I we can't even go into it because it's it's so spoiler heavy, but like I love where they've set these episodes. Me too. And now we get two episodes in like five days or four days or something. Uh, yeah, right. Now this is this is true that they're putting the last one out on May fourth. Yes. That's officially official. Yeah. We talked about it on Watchtower, but like I couldn't remember where I heard it from. Yeah, no, that's legit. All right. Well, um, Without any further ado, folks, that's going to do it for Two Men in the Mouse this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us, and we're glad that you guys rec- recommended doing these drafts again. We love doing it. Pete, we're on the we're on the, the, the faster-than-ever roll toward 200. I know. We're getting there. Yep, we're and I have, a, I have a guest lined up for our 200th episode that I'm excited for. So, uh, you know, when we get there, we will definitely be ready to rock and roll. Uh, folks, if you love our good friend Peter Mandel, when all things return to normalcy, please check him out at Rogue Comics over at Cranford, New Jersey, 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016. Or check out RogueComics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. Um, and uh, if you're planning a trip to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Adventures by Disney, any Disney resort throughout the known world, or Universal Orlando Resort right here in Florida, please check out our good buddy, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost. You can always reach out to him, DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. He is a great person to have in your corner uh, with what's currently going on with Disney because he's so on top of it. And we are going to have Dave um, joining us for a show very soon to answer some of your questions. Um, and folks, uh, over at Kingdom Strollers, if you're going to be renting a crib or stroller on your next vacation, please think of our good friends over at Kingdom Strollers. They'll rent you a crib or a stroller. Um, and that you can have for the entirety of your trip. Uh, once again, that's kingdomstrollers.com. And for me, uh, check out Morty Monster over at his YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash Morty Monster. He's also on Instagram at Morty Monster and Friends, and on Facebook as Morty Monster. Uh, and, you know, my books are out there. I'm, I'm hard at work on the next uh, Winters of Elnora, or the, the next of the Elnora series. It's called uh, Princess of Elnora, Heir to the Dark Angel. Uh, but the original, Winters of Elnora, Birth of the Dark Angel, is up on Amazon. It's a novella, so it's a quick, easy read. Uh, you can also find the Ross and Auntie series out there completed. It's three, no- three novels and one novella. Uh, so you can find all of that by looking up Kevin J. Kessler on Amazon.com. Uh, and that's both uh, Kindle version and, har- and, um, and paperback version. So check them out. Um, all right. Well, that does it again, folks. Thank you for joining us again this and every week. Pete, any closing words? I'll see you very soon, Kevin. I'll see you very soon, folks. We'll see you guys all very soon. Please keep the magic alive every day of your lives. We will see you next time on Two Men and the Mouse. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.